You are listening to the Manifesting God podcast with your host, Marie Elizabeth. This podcast will uplift and thrust you into the manifestation of the promises of God in your life. Matthew 22 and understand the parable of the banquet. And here in this parable, this will help us to comprehend which one we are. Where do we fit in God's invitation to us? Have we fully accepted that invitation or have we declined for something we perceive to be better? Matthew 22 says, and Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son. And he sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding and they would not come. Now understand here, the invitations had already gone out. And when those invitations went out, those invitations were accepted. But at the very last minute, when the king sent notification that the meal was ready and the tables were set for them to come and dine, that everyone that accepted the invitation found something different to do. They found something that was considered more valuable in their eyes to do. Think about that for a moment. This scripture is referencing, I know it's talking about the parable of the banquet, but remember Jesus is telling a story and he's saying that the banquet, the parable, the kingdom here is the kingdom of heaven is like, it's like. So he's making a reference here. Heaven is like, heaven is, I'm sorry, heaven is God extending an invitation, an invitation to those to come. And dine with him, to come and spend time with him, to come and dwell with him. And verse three says, and he sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, to call those who he invited and they would not come. And then in verse four, it says, and he sent forth other servants saying, tell them which are bidden. Behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen, my fatlings are killed and all the things already come into the marriage. So the king himself had prepared the dinner much like Christ has prepared, much like uh, God has prepared for us to come and sit and to dine with him. He's made preparation of his words. He's made preparation of his table. The table is set. He set it for us to come and we accepted that invitation. For those of you who wrote me and received the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior on last week, you said that you received him as your savior and that you wanted to come into relationship with him. Some of you said you wanted to know them. This don't know God. Here is what you have done. You have accepted his invitation to come and dine. You've accepted his invitation to come and sit in his presence. But in verse five, it says, but they made light of it and they went on their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. So one went home to work from home and another, imagine the time, and another went to his job. He went to his business. He went to his place of business. He went to work because he figured he had better things to do. He had other things to do. This is, this is what's happening today. God has extended the invitation in this day, in this time. 
Now, I know that some ministries have opened back up. Some churches have opened back up and some folk are going back to regular gatherings. But right now, God himself has extended the invitation He's extended the invitation to each and every one of us to come personally and sit at his table. He's prepared a meal just for you, a meal just for you to come and sit, to come and sit. For those of you, again, who've sent me notification that you've received Christ. So picture this. What it's saying here is imagine that you were invited to the wedding of a friend's child and you agreed to come to this wedding and after everything was paid for the banquet hall the meal was paid for everything was all set and they sent out second notification to tell you okay it's ready now you can come but you decided no I came to the wedding that was good enough I'm not going to go to the reception I'm going to go home but all the meal everything is prepared but you've decided not to come you've decided not to come think about how that would make them feel Think about and for and for and think about that for years, God has extended that invitation and people have said that they would come and that they would enter into a relationship and time of dining, dining with him. But they didn't show up at the last minute. They decided at the last minute that it wasn't for them. They made light of it and they went their ways. I'll get there. I'll get there eventually. So instead, they went to their homes. They went to their businesses. They went to things that were important to them. And they spent time with things and people that were important to them after they had considered a God's invitation and after they'd promised they would be there. This is where we're at today. This is where we're at in this world today. Think it not odd that things shut down for a time there where all you could depend on if you knew God's voice, if you didn't, all you could depend on was God to keep you. He was taking that time. He was taking things away from you and moving things out of your reach hoping that you would choose him and you still did not. Instead, you sat and you waited and you hoped for your religious practices to open the doors so that you can return to them because they were comfortable to you. So that's what people did. He returned one to his farm, verse 5 says. That's where his comforts were. Another to his merchandise. That's what he thought was important. He returned to that. And verse 6 says, And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully. He entreated them spitefully and slew them. So when the servants were sent out to gather the people and to let the people know, hey, this is ready. The place is ready for you. When the evangelist came out and told the people, hey, God, God is calling for you. He wants to spend time with you. When the apostle came out and said, hey, God wants to spend time with you. The prophet, the teacher, the pastor, God wants to spend time with you. He's calling for you to spend time with you in his home. He's inviting you to sit, to sit and have a conversation with him and talk about the things that he has prepared for your life. You didn't show up. You didn't show up. And then if that wasn't bad enough, when he sent his servants, you abused them. You beat them up. You threw them out. You threw them out. They were just as important to you as the invitation itself. You threw it all out. You threw it all out. It says some of the guests, they abused God's servants. And when they came, when they came in to, to welcome them and, and inform them that the meal was ready, they abused them. They abused them. This is what's happening today in our ministries today. We have some people that they adhere to the voice of God. They adhere to his calling and they show up. They've shown up. 
at some of your churches, at some of your ministries, they've shown up, they did their part, they've shown up. But then when they got there, but then when they got there, what did you do? What did you give them? I'm not going to answer the question. You answer the question. What did you give them? Did you give them God? Or did you abuse them? Did you take their last? Did you take their last coins? Is that what you did? See, because I'm hearing stories now. I'm getting I'm getting written stories now where people are being abused. They say, I come to your churches. I did come. And, and now you're telling me that God wants me to return. And I did come. I did come. But when I came, when I came, it was offering after offering. When I came. When I came. It was offering after offering. And then when I went home to look up the scriptures that the preacher had preached on and tried to relay them back and listen to the recordings that were given me, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't match the two. So what was being said was different than the scripture that was being preached. And I couldn't, I couldn't understand and I couldn't match the two. So what are we giving people when people come to us? Are we abusing them? Are we abusing God's servants because we're the called? We were there, we were called and we accepted the call. Then we went into the, we went into the um, house of God. But then when he sent his servants, when he sent his people for us to train and for us to entreat in God with God's love and with God's patience, we instead abused them. Is that what we did? Okay. So, so this is for you. But when the King heard thereof, he was wroth and he sent forth and he sent forth, he sent forth. And he destroyed those murders and he burnt up their cities. He burnt up their cities because he was upset with how they treated his servants. So he told his servants, he said, I tell you what, the wedding is ready, but they which uh, were invited, they're not worthy. He says that in verse eight. So he told him, he said, I want you to go to the highways and as many as you can find, bid them to come into the marriage. Bid them to come, bid them to come and dine with us. Bid them to come. Bid bid them to come and spend time with me. Whomever you can find that's willing to come. Bid them to come. Whoever you can find that's willing to spend time with me. Bid them to come. Whoever you can find that's willing to come and eat on what I've prepared and digest what I've prepared. Bid them to come. So your job now, you're wondering, for those of you who are newly saved, and I'm talking to you who wrote me on last week, those of you who have recently accepted Christ as your personal Savior, so what happens now? What am I supposed to do now? I tried the church. God is saying, try them again. Try them again. Try them again. And when you come in this time, they will entreat you with the love that I have given. I, they will entreat you because I myself am there now. I myself am, have prepared the meal. I myself have prepared the food that you're going to digest. I'm going to be sitting there myself waiting for to have conversation with you. So try again. Now, are you saying get up out my door and and go run and find the nearest church? I sit down at your table, sit down at your table. God is waiting for you at your table, your table right there in your home. God is waiting for you. He is waiting to have a conversation with you. He is waiting to speak with you. He is waiting to hear what your input. He wants to know what you think. He wants to know how you feel. And then he wants to complete your thoughts. He wants to, he wants to bring clarity to your experiences. 
This is what God is calling for now. He's calling for you to sit and dine at the table with him. And verse 11 says, and when the king came to see the guests, he saw that there was a man which was there, but he wasn't dressed properly in the right garment. And here I got a little confused because when I saw that, the king then said to him, he said, um, friend, how come you came to the banquet in a soiled garment? How come you came dressed like that? How come you're not dressed appropriately? And the person said anything. The Bible says, and he was speechless. Then the king said to his servants, bind him hand and foot and take him and cast him into the outer darkness where there should be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then we get to our verse for many are called, but few are chosen. When you look at verse 13 and when you look at verse 12 and I was curious as to, OK, but, you know, you went and you found people that would come. And when the people came, you threw them out. Because they weren't dressed appropriately and you cast them into the outer darkness where there was weeping and gnashing of teeth. So you cast them to you. You condemn them to hell because they didn't come dressed appropriately, but they weren't prepared to come to the banquet. They literally saw your servant's invitation and they accepted your invitation. And I began to ask God, is this my expectation that those who come to you just as they are when they come in, if they're not, if they not dressed appropriately or they're not and when by dressed appropriately meaning if they don't have an appropriate understanding of you if their mind hasn't fully been convinced of you that you're going to cast them away and God said to me no 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 that's not what I'm doing that's not what I'm saying what I'm showing you is those that try to sneak in I'm showing you those that initially accepted my invitation then they declined my invitation because they thought of something that was better and then they went and did that work that work which they thought was better that work is that work that has soiled their clothes it's that work that that they're dressed in it's that work that they're dressed in it's that work that their clothes and their are soiled in it's that work that their minds are soiled in it's that work that their hands are dirty in that their hands are dirty in and then they've come to my feast dressed in their works. They've come to my feast dressed in their mindset. They've come to my feast dressed in what was they thought was more important. And they thought that I would accept that as if to say here, just I showed up. I did my part. How many, how many of us have done that? And I'm talking to those that are, are already professed Christians today. We show up to the things of God haphazardly. We show up to God. We show up to the things of God as if it's a last minute uh, resort, as if we have, as if we had something better to do. And we treat God's things like, oh, well, at least I'm here. Well, at least I'm here. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Who shows up to the things of God with your own mindset, with your own work ethic, soiled, soiled in it. You're filthy in it. You're filthy in it. Your hands are filthy in it. Your minds are filthy in it. Your heart is consumed with it. But you showed up to God's dining table with your stuff as if God was supposed to let you bring your stuff and unpack it and set it before him and dine with him with your stuff. You pushed his food aside. You pushed his meal aside. It wasn't good enough. 
So now you're studying, you're, you're, t- you're unpacking your soiled meals and your soiled mindsets and your ways of doing things. And you're setting the table on top of God's meals. And God's supposed to take that from you. God's supposed to take that from you. See, many are called, but few are chosen. And what God is after now is he's after his chosen because those because those who he is he has invited and they've accepted the invitation and then declined it at the last minute they're still thinking that they can show up with their own mindset and they're still thinking that they can show up with their own heart and they're thinking that they can show up with their hands soiled with their own toil their own work and God's going to accept them well no he's saying let me tell you what he's saying he's saying depart from me ye worker of iniquity that's what he's saying now. He's saying, I'm going to re- I'm going to graft you out and I'm going to graft in. I'm going to graft in my chosen. I'm going to graft in those that don't come to me with their preconceived ideas and their preconceived mindsets. And their preconceived idea of work for me and their preconceived testimony and their preconceived witness of me. I'm going to I'm going to graft you out and I'm going to graft in those who actually will eat. What I feed them and share with others the meal that I give them. See, because many are invited to dine at a meal personally prepared by God himself. They initially accept, but ultimately they decline when when they're made better offers by themselves to themselves. Those that finally, after being convinced, it would be in their best interest to show up. They show up disrespectfully filthy as to make a statement that they not want to come anyway. Or is if their arrogant presence alone should render God grateful. This is what you this is what Christianity has given our God. This is what Christianity has given the Savior. Well, God no longer is accepting your handouts where he would want execute patience and issue mercy. He is now moving the privileged, arrogant, pious, lying, manipulated, manipulative lover of themselves want to be great out. He's putting you out of his place and he's putting in your place those who respect him as the true and living God. He's putting in your place the chosen humble that respect God's word and they treat it as the bread of life that it is. The chosen, they welcome the gift of the Holy Spirit to teach and guide every aspect of their life. The chosen, they honor the blood of Jesus that was sacrificed for them just to believe in him and they receive the gift of salvation. The chosen, they respect and receive the gifts of the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers as those that God has given to them to grow into what God has birthed them to be. Not their enemies, They don't receive God's gifts as someone or something that can be manipulated. They take God's gifts as everything that God intended it to be for them, a gift. And they treat it like a gift and they honor it like a gift. They honor the words of that gift. See, because right now what we have in place that body of Christ that that is calling themselves the church, that is calling themselves the the called out and the chosen, they are actually the called. Yes, you were called. Yes, I will give you that. You were called. You heard God's voice. Yes, he did call you. 
But somewhere down the line, you got tainted on the way. You got tainted. Once you accepted the invitation, you got tainted. You got tainted with the lust of the world. You got tainted with the things of the world. And you forgot that you were indeed not your own. See, the chosen, they remember whose they are. And they remember who birthed them. And they remember who put that word in their belly. And they don't think that they're so great. And they don't think that they're so marvelous. And every experience that the chosen have gone through, they understand that God will work it all for their good. They understand that God will use every experience to mature them in his will and mature them in his purpose. So they take everything. They don't throw away anything. They don't throw away anything. But see, the called, the called, they're not guaranteed to always walk in the humbleness that is, that is God. They, they eventually become so arrogant that no one could even hear them. They are the ones that abuse God's servants as God. And then when God sends his servants to come back and try to pull them back in and pull them back to the table, to the meal that they left half eaten. When God sends his servant to pull them back to the meal, to the table, to, 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 to eat the rest of the meal, they have other things to do. They have other things to do with their time. They have other things to do with their mind. Their minds are preoccupied on the things of the world. Their minds are preoccupied on their business. Their minds are preoccupied on their brand. Their minds are preoccupied with how they can mix the world in with God. With the, so that they can get the proper offering. Their minds are preoccupied with their honorariums. Their mind are preoccupied with how much money they can make. But see now, see now, it is the chosen that are calling you out. It is the chosen that have decided, I will no longer be deterred from God's will. I will no longer be deterred from God's purpose. I will no longer be pushed aside and made to be feel like less than. I will no longer let the enemy take advantage of my creative abilities. I will no longer let the enemy take advantage of my time. But I will sow my time into the things of God. If God gives me 24 hours of a day, I will at least give him 10%, 2 hours and 40 minutes of that time back. I will give, I will sit and I will study my word so that I can know God and have a true relationship with him. And not only understand what God requires of me, but I won't hide what he requires of me under a bushel. I will walk in what he's required of me so that all man can see. And know and know what walking in God looks like, what yielding in God to God and to his will and his purposes looks like, what the manifested promises of God look like in your life. As you walk in the earth and what they look like, what the power of God looks like, what the power of God sounds like. See, because right now I'm not yelling. Can I bring a preach? I can bring a preach, but this is, I'm not bringing a preach right now. Right now it's time for me to talk to your heart. It's time for me to talk to your mind. It's time for me to pull you out of that dark place that you thought God was, that you thought God lived in. And now you're realizing something's wrong. I've missed something. And I want you to return. My voice is just to get you to return to your first love, just to return to your first love. Go back 
to the table that God has prepared for you. You did not finish the meal. You did not drink all of the beverage. You did not finish all of the conversation. Go back, sit down at the table, humbly sit down at the table, take your seat, pick up your fork and dine on what God himself has prepared for you. Prepared for you. Flush out all the things of your past. Flush out all the mistakes of your past. Mistakes that you have made. Mistakes that have been made against you. Because to manifest the promises of God, he must have a pure vessel. A pure vessel. See, he's not putting new wine into old wineskin any longer. He himself has sold the new wineskin and he himself is filling it with the new wine. Hence the distance right now. Take advantage of the distance and get up and walk away from your table of junk food. Your table of chips and pretzels and juice. Get in sugary beverages. Get up from that table and go sit at the table of God where there is fresh meat prepared for you. Fresh vegetables steamed for you. Water with lemon ready for you. Where God is going to feed you himself. He's prepared himself for you a meal. He's prepared for you because he has a work for you. He has a work for you to do. And right now you can't do it right now. You can't feed anyone else and you can't feed anyone else because you yourself are still on a junk food diet. And God is calling for you. He is sending his servants out for you. So don't abuse those who are true to um, ministering the words of God to you. Listen to what they have to say. Well, how do I recognize those that are true? You will be able to align what they say with the word of God. Open up your Bible and begin to prove the words that are being spoken to you. Don't let people just tell you anything. Open your Bible and begin to follow along with when the word of God is being spoken so that you can identify those that God has sent to rescue you from yourself. Rescue you from your soiled garments, rescue you from your business, rescue you from your home and rescue you from the mindset of the demonic mindset of the enemy that makes you think that you have it all and that you don't need any man to tell you anything. You do need someone to tell you something clearly as evident that you are listening to me now. It is not happenstance that you are listening to me now. If you are listening to me, consider me that servant that God has sent to out on the highways to gather you as many as I can find both bad and good and to bring you to the wedding table that God has prepared just for you. To bring you to the meal that he has prepared just for you. Consider me the one that's standing at the door. The guard that's standing at the door saying, hey, wrong garment. You're still dressed in your own lust. You're still dressed in your own belief system. You're still dressed in your own mindset. You're still dressed in a heart that's turned against God. You're not dressed properly. 
So before the bridegroom comes, allows me to give you a spiritual enema and cleanse you of filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit so that you can be presented as holy before God. So that you can present it as pure before God. Because to the pure, all things are pure. But to those that are not pure, you're not going to see God as pure. You're not going to even comprehend God as pure. And you're not going to comprehend the things of God as pure. Instead, you're going to abuse the things of God. You're going to lie to the things of God. You're going to deceive the people of God. Come on. Is that you? Is that you? Because you need to reconcile your truth today. Too long we've been coming to church and nobody has had the altar calls and no one has called for us that want to be saved or need to give our lives back to God. And we don't understand that great peace that we've taken out, that that is needed. We have to reconcile our truth. If what you believe in your heart that you need a brand, that you need money, that you need, you need all these things that are, yes, God has your, your God has finances for you. Yes, you can be prosperous if you walking worthy of the vocation where you are called. But if you are, if your focus is on how much you can get or what you can have and, and you're just prosperity, 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 prosperity all the time, but nothing ever tells you nothing, nothing, prosperity never tells you sit down and dine at the table of God, meaning sit down and study your Bible, sit down and read your Bible, sit down and pray, sit down and get an understanding of what God is requiring of you. If you do not have, if, if there is no Holy Spirit guiding you to tell you those things that I just said, sit down, listen, learn, talk, get in relationship with God then I surmise you have the wrong God. I submit you have the wrong God. And I submit that you are showing up to the banquet table soiled. With an attitude acting like it's a privilege for God to have you there. So my suggestion is that you sit your arrogant self down humbly at the table pick up your fork and begin to allow God to feed you piece by piece meal by meal sip by sip his will and his word because you have a work to do for God if you are listening to me right now you have a work to do for God and the only way you're going to get there is if you drop what you thought you knew, drop who you think you are. You're not that great. You're not that wonderful. There is but one God and only he is great and only he is wonderful. And if he gives you anything to do, it is by his grace that he gives that to you to do. So humble your big head and sit down at the table. Allow God to show you the salad fork and the dinner fork again. Allow him to teach you some manners again. And sit down at the table and receive what God has for you because many are called. The call is open to everyone, but only the chosen can God use. Only the chosen can God use. I admonish you today to like and share this broadcast. 
I admonish you today to visit my website, www.marie-elizabeth.org. Take part in my devotionals. Take part in the material there for you. Do what you need to do because right now this is only about you. Because now you're separated from everyone. If you are gathering in church, if you're still, um, I think they were doing like drive through some churches. If you're still doing that, you are still separate. There is still time and God is still calling for you. If you are under the sound of my voice, God is still calling for you. God has need of you. I'm talking to you. So for those of you who've written me and you're like, well, what would be my next step? Your next steps are to read your Bible because God is calling for you. Your next steps are to sit and dine at the table, have conversation with God. Like you have conversation with a friend and allow him to minister to you, allow him to minister to your heart, allow him to change your mind. I promise you, if you give God permission to change your mind, he can change your mind. He can change your heart, but you have to give him permission to. He will not trespass. He is a gentleman. He is a gentleman. Put aside all your all your cares. Put aside those who are not a walking in the path of God that you want to walk in and begin to walk alone. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That is scripture, but let's understand what he's not saying. If you don't draw near to him, he will not draw near to you. You'll be on your own. And that is the worst place you can be right now. That is the worst place place you can be right now so if we can if we can if we can bow our heads and humbly submit ourselves to God and humbly submit ourselves to his will and humbly submit ourselves to his purpose because he wants you today he wants to heal he wants to heal he wants to heal and this is for you God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today for our life, for our health, for our strength, for our mind. We thank you, God, for those who have reaching for you in this season. We thank you for those that are reaching for your mind, for your heart, for your hands, for your feet. God, lead these people, God. Lead these people, oh God. I block their ear gates now from demonic forces, and I pronounce your blood cover their ears. Your blood cover their minds. Your blood cover their heart. Your blood cover their wills. I command their ears to only hear you. I command their minds to only comprehend you. I command them to walk in knowledge and understanding of who you are. I command them to comprehend the width, the depth, the height, the length of your love towards them. I command their ears to only hear you. I Shut them off from the enemy now and I command angels to surround them and guard them and guard their hearts and keep them in perfect peace. Cause their mind to be stayed on you. I call for their discernment to rise up. I call for their discernment to rise up and hear you. I call for their discernment to protect them from the works of the enemy and the works of the flesh. God, do your strange acts in their lives. Do your strange acts in their mind. Turn your people from darkness. You said, oh God, that two or three were there gathered in your name. There you would be 
in the midst of them. I call for the Holy Spirit to rise up in them. I call for Jesus to speak to them. I call for your spirit, God, to rest upon them. That threefold cord, cord that cannot be broken. Surround them with your love. Surround them with your peace. Your love prevail today, God. Your love prevail in the hearts and the minds of your people. In the name of Jesus, let not one word that I have speaking fall nigh to the ground, but cause it to take root and produce fruit. more fruit, much more fruit. In your name, I pray. In your name, I pray. In your name, I pray. Rest, rule, and abide. Rest, rule, and abide. Your kingdom come and your will be Obey God. Obey God. Until next week, obey God. Obey God.